welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Today my heart is open. My ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, once you be seated, grab your Bible, your holy Bible. Turn it to Deuteronomy. I know you know where that is. Your, your Bible will look like that. So just a little bit and a big bit. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Today we're going to talk about our relationship with wicked behavior. You didn't expect that, did you? And um, because Jesus is magnificent and he is holy and he is righteous and he's about to come back, I'm convinced. And um, it might not be tomorrow, but it might be. (laughs) It, It might not be next week, but it could be. It could be on Christmas Day. That would be appropriate. Christmas Day in Australia, that would be appropriate. Um, Could be next year, but it's definitely in my lifetime. I'm convinced. And so I'll stay, it's on camera, that's what I said, 2023. And uh, we'll rewind that tape in heaven. And um, he's a holy God and he's coming back for his bride. Now listen to me. He's coming back for practicing Christians. We don't hear that term very often in, in the church, but as I get to the end of we're going to show a video here today from a warlock. You're ready for it. And, um, and today we're going to have life and liberty shared over this church. And, um, and he's, going to share about, he's going to share about Christians that the devil laughs at, because they are weak Christians. They got no power. They don't know their identity. And then he's going to tell us about what happens when there is a, a practicing or a faith-filled, God-fearing Christian and how the enemy actually has to stop his um, angels or demons and he has to stop them and just go, guys, you've just got no power over a faith-filled, practicing, real Christian is what he calls it. And um, so there's no time for fake Christianity. It's time for us to stand up and be bold and be, be righteous, live righteous lives. He's a righteous and a holy God coming for a righteous bride. And you might say straight away, well, how can I be righteous? Because we are covered in the blood of Jesus. That's how you and I are righteous. And so what a practicing Christian is, is a Christian who knows that they are covered in the blood of Jesus. And when you and I speak, we speak and we create. We speak over our children and we create their destiny. We speak over our husbands and wives and we are creating the world around them. We speak into our day and we are dictating to the day what it will look like. Because this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice in it and be glad. So if you have a spirit of heaviness today, we need to bring it before God and say, God, my soul is heavy. 
My spirit is heavy. My mind has been tormented, but I bring it before you because I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, saved from sin, and I know that I am. And that is the sort of Christian that the devil can't play with. That's a bit of old Pentecostal Christianity right there. No. I'll make Jesus come back right now. <laughs> it's a good tactic. <laughs> Deuteronomy, <laughs> just get to the Bible. The title of my message is Avoid Wicked Customs. And I'm specifically talking into Halloween, which is coming up this week. Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 14. You got your Bible ready? Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 14. And it's titled in my new King James Bible, Avoid Wicked Customs. Who's got that title? Three people got their Bible. That's great. So when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, this is the promised land that you and I now live in, you shall not uh, learn to follow the abominations of those nations. So we don't follow the abominations of the nation that we are living in right now. There shall be not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter Pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritualist, or one who calls up from up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations... Your Lord, your God, drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord, your God. For these nations, which will dispossess, listened to soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord, your God, has not appointed such for you. This stuff is from the devil. It's from the pit of hell. And it's designed to take humanity out before the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So simply, here is the question. Is Halloween okay for Christians to be part of? <laughs> I love this church. So here, just keep this thought in mind. Just because something is said to be Christian, appears to start as Christian... Smells Christian-ish, is fun, or everyone does it, doesn't mean God wants us to do it, or it's holy, or it comes from the Bible. In fact, we will see that Halloween completely opposes biblical teaching. Halloween has Christian, and I've put in here slash religious, because it's not my Christian, but it, Halloween has religious origins. Halloween means holy evening. Oh, that sounds nice. Shortened from All Hallows' Eve. That sounds very Christian to me. 
Halloween is the evening before All Saints Day. This lines up for me, like a religious holiday honoring Christian martyrs. Now that's nice, except for the Bible tells you not to do that, but it sounds good though, right? So traditionally on the 31st of October is Halloween, the 1st of November is All Saints Day, and the 2nd of November is Souls Day. Halloween is grounded in the two festivals of All Saints Day and Souls Day. So All Saints Day celebrations, which is also known as Solwyn, date back to the 4th century Rome. The holiday was officially added to the Universal Church calendar in the 9th century. As the holiday spread to Christianized areas, traditions merged with local cultures. In ancient times, it marked the end of the harvest and the coming of winter, a time when the veil, listen, a time when the veil between the living and the dead was believed to be especially thin, between the physical world and the spirit world, allowing more interaction between humans and denizens of the other world. It also kicked off on the evening of October 31. Souls Day on the 2nd of November. In Rome Catholicism, Souls Day is a day for commemoration, all these big words, well, they're big for me, commemoration of all the faithful departed. The baptized Christians who were believed to be in uh, perjury because they died with the guilt of lesser sins of their souls. So we're judging the level of sins, but anyway, it's all good. Roman Catholic doctrine holds that the prayers of the faithful on earth will help cleanse these souls in order to fit them for the vision of God in heaven. And the day is dedicated to prayer and remembrance. All of these are contrary to the Word of God. We then have things like trickle-treating, a secular version of the medi evil Christian religious, Christian religious practice of souling. When souling, children and the poor went from door to door to ask for soul cakes, which was like this wafery, cakey thingy, in exchange for prayers for the dead on All Souls Day. Jack-o'-lanterns. There's an Irish custom of lighting jack-o'-lanterns to ward away evil spirits. It comes from a guy called Jack. <laughs> There's no beanstalk involved. <laughs> it started with turnip, the root vegetable, and they used to cut faces, and there's reasons for it. And then it turned into the American pumpkin, which replaced it. And basically... They would put faces in it and hang it around to ward off evil spirits. Um, but I won't go into all that. You can read that for yourself. And then there was dress-ups. So they began to wear masks and other disguises to avoid being recognized by the ghost, thought to be present, because the veil was thin. It was in uh, this that witches, hobgoblins, fairies, and demons came to be associated with Halloween. 
This period was also thought to be favorable for divination on matters such as marriage, health, and death. So here's the question. Is Halloween okay for Christians to be part of? Big no. Firstly, praying to, praying for, or interacting with the dead is not okay biblically. The dead are dead, and our outcome is determined by our life lived now. Let me say that again. Are you dead here today? No, not one dead person here. <laughs> it's a good start from a message. <laughs> and because of that, there is a responsibility on your life to pursue righteousness and holiness, to walk in the blood of Jesus as a covering over your life. There is a responsibility on our lives as living Christians to walk out the power of the Holy Spirit, to pray for the sick and see them recovered. Because if you won't, I don't know who will. Well, actually, I do. The devil will, because he's a deceiver. And in the end times, there are going to be people walking this earth doing miracles, doing massive signs in the name of the devil. And if the church won't rise up, the world will follow that, because they're looking for a sign. It's in the Bible. Jesus wouldn't give them a sign, because you and I will. And we'll show them the power of the Holy Spirit, the living God, the one who was and is and is to come, the one who reigns and is right now seated on the right hand of the Father. But he won't always be. There is a moment where he's going to come back again riding on a horse. And you might think this sounds like a fairy tale. That's good. You can convince yourself of that. But this time's coming soon. I'm going to see it. And I hope you do too. And you better be ready, church. We better be ready because it's no joke. Christianity is no joke. It's been a joke for a long time. But as I've grown up in the church and read the Bible, the living word of God, by the way, I've come to realize that title of Christianity needs to be redefined in the world today. And they need to be able to look at yours and my life and go, that is a real Christian right there. He is alive, she is alive, they are well, they take the responsibility of the Word of God and to outlive a righteous and a holy life, pursuing what God has given us in this Word to live out every moment of every day. Is there anyone in this building right now with me on this? There is. This is real stuff. I'm not after a cheer, but what I am after is the committed church outworking what the Bible says. Amen. The dead are dead, and the outcome that they are now about to enter was determined on the life that they lived and determined on the life that you lived. Let me read you some Bible. Hebrews 9, 27. And as it is appointed for man to die once, but after this, the judgment. 1 Corinthians 10, 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. 
You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Can we partake of Halloween? No, we cannot partake of these sinful rituals. I don't care where they were based, what names, Christianity, Roman Catholic, whatever. I don't care what names are involved. It is not in the living Word of God to interact with the dead in any way or form. Ephesians 5.11, Take no part in the unfaithful works of darkness, but instead we expose them, the Bible says. Ephesians 4.27, and give no opportunity to the devil. Church, we can't afford to even give him opportunity, and I'll tell you why soon. But give no opportunity to the devil. When I was a kid, which I'm, it was only yesterday, <laughs> I really convinced myself of something today. I'm very young. There is a nation in the world that eats different to every other nation, and they live longer. Anyway. <laughs> I still love my lollies and coffee. I don't even know what I was going to say, so let's move, move on. Give no opportunity to the devil. 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from every form of evil. This is what I was going to say. When I was a kid, um, we weren't even just allowed to listen to any music. Like, I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. We was always taught in the church to be careful what you're listening to. Now, in the modern church, we would say, be careful who you're listening to. So not negative voices and things like that, but then we listen to heavy metal or death metal. It got a title like that for a reason. Now, now don't judge me. Let me do the judging for a moment. I grew up with heavy death metal bands, and they were Christian ones, and so I'm not judging them. Don't get me wrong, but I am judging the influence. Because we just read to not even mess around with this. Now, you're, you're I don't even know the local <laughs> artists in the world. It's not Britney Spears anymore. We've moved on from that, right? But uh, it's not even Justin Timberlake anymore. Who is it? Taylor Swift. Yes, she's But we're allowing that spiritual influence into our brains, through our ears. And then we come to the Word of God and we say, God, where are you? How come I keep having these thoughts? How come I keep having these dreams? How come I keep having these nightmares? And the truth is, is we're messing around in the devil's playground. Not just music, things we watch. Andrew Staggs, we, we, most of us will know who Andrew Staggs is, the dean of our CHC Bible College. Challenged even Mel and I just last year, we thought we were pretty good with what we watched. 
And then he challenged us to a new level. Let me tell you today, church, there is another level of holiness for us to obtain. There is another level. And just when you think you've got there, think about Jesus for a moment. Because he is the package of pure holiness. And until you shine like he is, there is another level, amen? There is another level for us. So abstain from every single form of evil. Give no opportunity at all to the devil. I know right now people are going, oh man, this is out of my house, this is out of my house, you're going to stop doing this. That's good. Let it, let it roll. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to those who call evil good, don't we live in this day, and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. 1 Thessalonians 5.21-22 to But test everything. Hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. Church, would we test everything? Don't just go, yes, yes, okay, yeah, that's what they're doing, it's it's cool. It's the latest fad. It's the way people talk. It's a cool word. It's a cool way to behave. Let's test it. And the best way to test it is once again, this. Does it feel righteous? Not does it feel Christian? Does it smell righteous? And we might laugh at that, but Jesus said in his word, it's a sweet-smelling aroma in heaven, our praises and our worship. The more holy and the more pure, just its sweetness, the more we, we are... Um, uh, discount thing, or the more we get rid of things in our life that aren't pure and holy and righteous, the more we smell beautiful in heaven. Our aroma goes up into heaven. So why stay away from Halloween? Where Ephesians 4.27 gives us the answer. It says, do, and do not give the devil a foothold. See, we can't give the devil a free foothold in our lives. This is why we struggle so much. Is is we come to God and we just say, God, magical, mysterious God. Universal God. Would you take away this addiction? God, I don't want to stop watching these movies. God, I don't want to stop my Google search. God, I don't want to stop feeding my soul with evil. But would you take my nightmares away tonight? That's how we go to God. I've done it in my life a million times. Because what's happening is why, while we truly love sin, the devil's just laughing. He's got a foothold. It's fake Christianity. Is it, is it okay to say this? Yeah. And you might go, yeah, yeah, but I've got things I can't give up. That's okay. Real Christianity is one that never stops giving up. Yeah. So the, the, the answer that I have learned, Isaac, I'm with you today, brother. <laughs> In my short 43 years of life, 
one of, one of the things that I have learned in my years is if I never stop giving up on that issue, I will die give, not giving up on that issue. But victory comes to the person who never stops give, um, I'm tying my words up. Never stops giving up. Um, <laughs> doesn't give up. That's it there, right there. And so I have learned in my life that whether it's a mind battle, a physical battle, a language battle, behavioral battle, um, or even if it's a worship battle, or if it's a reading the Bible battle. Man, I struggled reading the Bible for like the majority of my life. I only started this morning. <laughs> and uh, for many, many years, I struggled. I've grown up as a Christian, and I, I would always read the Bible, but I couldn't read much, just, you know, my abilities and things like that. And, um, and so I struggled. But every day, I would still open it. I remember for a number of years of my life, okay, this is how bad I was. I love God with all my heart, so don't, don't get me wrong here, but just reading was such a challenge. I, I would fall asleep if I read two verses. Okay, not really, but, uh, but so I literally went to about a year of my life reading one verse a day, because I realized this, I could push myself with pain to try and get through a chapter, and a year, a, an hour later, I'd still be there just trying to read that chapter, or I could get something out of the living Word of God in one verse. I began to realize that just one verse, if I could live my whole life according to one verse, I would be a whole new person that God could transform me today. And so I had to go all the way down to that level. I never gave up on becoming someone that can consume the Word of God. And then God blessed me in my mid-30s when I went to Bible college. He did a miracle in my life. I went to college. I did extremely well. I actually passed and I got some... Um, high scores, I don't even know the word of it, it starts with D, whatever that is, distinctions, um, I got some distinctions, you know, when I prepare a message to this very day, every single verse, I have to restudy it, you just might go, well, well, he's got the knowledge, no, I've got the Spirit of God alive in me, and he brings out of me everything that's needed in the right timing, but I keep the word going in every day. I can now read a chapter. I can now just read nonstop. I just love it. I just read the Bible. I have to stop myself every morning because I've got a family, you know, and my kids have got to go to school. But I generally try and read a chapter every morning and three Psalms, three chapters of Psalms every morning. And I just love it. I love studying the Bible. Okay, God's done an amazing miracle. But the miracle came because I never stopped trying. You know, the victory comes when you never stop trying. So the hope is today, is no matter where you are or what you're going through, just never stop trying because God is for you, amen, that he never leaves us or forsakes us. His power and his word is mighty and true today as it always was. He is alive and he's living and he's living for you and he's living for me. Jesus, his son has redeemed us not to walk in fail, but to walk in victory. That's why redemption has come. So never stop trying. Never stop moving forward. 
And let's never give the enemy a foothold in our lives. If there is one right now, renounce it today, even during the service, and say, God, I know that there's this issue in my life. I renounce it. And I say that this is not who I am. I belong to God and I am his child. And this is a spirit that attaches to my life to try and pull me down. But God says, I am the head and not the tail. I am above and I am not beneath. So I am victorious and I walk in victory. I don't walk as a loser on planet earth striving for salvation. I walk in the victory of my salvation. The blood of Jesus washes me, it covers me, it sanctifies me, it purifies me, and that's why I can call myself a Christian and a child of God. Let's give it back to the enemy when he's trying to give it to you. Just say, no, thank you. This door is closed in my life. Amen? It might look fun and okay. You might not see what is happening right away. But your choice to participate in the devil's playground gives him permission to begin the devouring process in your life. And I figured this morning it might come well if I use some people that actually have experience in the devil's playground. So I've got two videos for you. The first one is from an ex-witch who talks about the effects of opening yourself to the things like Halloween. Julie Lopez. Thank you, media. I come from five generations of witches, and this is why I don't celebrate Halloween. Halloween promotes fear, darkness, and death. During this night, a lot of sacrifices and blood rituals are done. When I used to be a witch, we used to do rituals and sacrifices. We used to be so involved in witchcraft that my dad committed suicide. He was being tormented by these demons. My spirit guide started to torment me. He wanted my blood, so I tried to commit suicide. My family was destroyed. After being involved in the occultism, we struggled with poverty, infirmity, addictions and mental health issues. One day, I encountered the love of Jesus and I was set free forever. I stopped being tormented by these demons and the Lord restored me and my family. Amen. Amen. And uh, there we go. So the next video is from an ex-warlock. This guy was the real deal. He calls witches a joke. He says, ah, they're not even anything in the kingdom of darkness. This guy used to sit personally as a friend to the devil, used to sit with him. The devil used to come, and uh, they used to just commune weekly and just talk and hang. He said, Christians are weak. He said, you, you struggle to go to a one-hour prayer meeting and a one-hour service, and everyone's looking at their clock. Graham, you've got eight minutes left. And he said, I would pray through the night for nine hours non-stop every night to the devil. He did this from eight years old for 20, I think it was 20 years. He was extremely powerful in the kingdom of darkness until he found out that darkness wasn't the strongest power. One night he went to kill a Christian. You heard me right. 
He had the authority and the power to give anyone on planet Earth sickness. He used to send people to hospital for operations and they didn't even need an operation. He would curse them. He had that. And you, you don't think that this stuff's not real. If we can pray on a Sunday and have people set free from the devil, the devil got there in the first place, right? If we can pray for the sick and see the sick healed, you have to draw a conclusion there. Not all sickness is just a, a mental um, malfunction. Not all sickness is just a blood malfunction. Not all sickness is just a physical breakage or something like that. There are often curses and there are often things. Church, when I was preparing this, God was showing me. This is the stuff over our community. Curses. People just sit there, they're praying to the devil. We, have, we had witches here just two weeks ago, two of them. I prayed for them. We had a lady with a legion of demons in her. I prayed for her. We had people with demons two weeks ago and they were delivered, heaps of them, heaps. So the power of God is the ultimate power. This isn't a fear thing. See, this isn't a, we should be fearful. No, no, no. This is a real Christianity thing. If you wear the badge, walk in what it's worthy of. The Bible says that. Paul said it. And so this guy here was the real deal. He used to, um, I forget what the word is, but he could put himself in other places, time zones, just out of his room whatever, astro, astro travel, he used to do it every day, just astro travel to places, wherever the devil was giving him his next assignment, he would go there, his wedding was on Halloween, no one went to his wedding except for demons, they were scared to, his, his, they used to pray and, and renounce, uh, pray and dedicate their, his child to demons, Anyway, one day he went to put a curse over someone and the devil stopped him. And the devils just said, John, you have no power over that one. And this was the first time John heard this. And he goes, what are you talking about? And he said, he's a Christian. He's a real Christian. He's a real one. And he said, you've just got no power. Don't, don't go there. Don't even go there. He said, you've got no power. There was a day where there was a street evangelism in Los Angeles, which is where, where he grew up in the Bronx. And there was, a, is, is that even a current word? Does anyone even know what I'm talking about? <laughs> different, location. Different, different location, okay. It was LA's version of, and um, New York. And, um, and there was a street evangelist, and he couldn't even touch, he couldn't even go near because he was a real Christian. The presence of God was on him. And so we're going to hear right now from John Ramirez. Thanks, team. What's going on, everybody? I've got some brothers here who are about to just give you a fire word. So, man, put your seatbelt on and listen up. Now, I might step on your toes for some of you, but if you can't say amen, just say ouch. I got evangelist John Ramirez here, and you guys know Halloween is right around the corner. So I just want him to give his testimony, and he's just going to share whatever he feels led to share in the spirit. Amen, my brother Marcus. God bless you. I just want to share from the bottom of my heart, brothers and sisters, Sons, sons and daughters, parents, grandparents, 
Halloween is, is a place of demonic activity, demonic realms of the demonic spirit that you open gateway portals, you give the devil components over your children, over your family, over your marriages, because once, once the door is open, the devil doesn't stop there. The devil will continue to get what he wants to get, complete and fully, out of your life, my life. I did 25 years of witchcraft. My, I got married on Halloween. I had a demonic wedding, a demonic ceremony on Halloween to get married. I share one thing, Anton LaVey says something, and he was, the, he was the priest, or the high priest of the church of Satan, and he said, I want to thank every Christian parent, at least one time a year, that you allow your children to celebrate the devil. You know, think about that. You sacrificing your children, maybe not physically, but you sacrifice them spiritually. And when the time comes, when your kid is 15, 16, 17 years old, you, you grew him up in church and you're celebrating this devil. And now the devil is going to come collect the bill from your children. You wonder why my children are on drugs now? Why my daughter is sleeping around? Why my daughter got pregnant early? Because when she was five years old, when she was ten years old, you dressed up and you changed her identity. And when you change the devil, when you change your children's identity by putting on a costume, putting on makeup, you're, dis you're disguising the identity. Because Christ, Christ created your children to be pure, holy, and serving Him. And when you go to bed with the devil one night out of the year, well, this is the part that, that, that gets me the most. In the church of Satan, there was 8,000 members, in the church, and 4,000 was ex-evangelical Christians in, the, in, in, the, in California. Another thing that gets me the most, that this is what gets me the most, that we want God's best, but we, we give God part-time opportunities and to, to serve Him, to do things with Him. We got mixture. When you bring mixture into this Halloween episode, opportunity, gateway portals, uh, 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 legal rights, the devil understands that legal rights, that means that he can go up to God and say, I got legal rights over this situation. Wow. I mean, it's not renounced complete. I did, I did an altar call out in Texas. 33, I think we had about 400 people, and about 300 people came up and repented from Halloween from the years that they had celebrated something that was so demonic, so despicable in the eyes of God, an abomination when you celebrate these things. The devil sugarcoated, he would dress you up, he'd put on a little mermaid, he'll put on a little area on you, a marine spirit. He'll put those things, he'll put cast for the friendly gold, which is a spirit. He'll put all these things on to make it harmless, but in the end, he will collect the bill. And the only person who's going to suffer is you and I because we put our kids in the altar of Satan. So listen to me carefully. Even if, as you're watching this video, even if you did it one time, one time, Adam did one thing, he lost the condo. Esau lost his birthright. Okay? One thing, Judas, God gave Judas a chance to sit on the table and say, you want to repent? So to speak, reading between the lines. But when he saw Judah didn't repent, he said, go do it quickly. One opportunity, he lost everything. You can't not afford to lose things in the times we're in. Man, if you're doing Halloween, you've done Halloween, you, you've done some kind of activity with any occult practice, Ouija board, whatever you've done, man, repent and give, give to the devil. Listen, I renounce every legal right I've given you, I've given my child, my family, and come back to Jesus the right way, the only way. The, he is the truth, the way, life. He has a plan and a purpose, and he holds your pen in the hand because he wants to write your story. But it's up to you in Jesus' name. Amen? There you hear it. That man of God has first-hand experience. So there's no excuses. The Bible says light has no fellowship with darkness. I won't set any evil thing before my eyes. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Why play, a, play around with things of darkness? People dressing up as demons, devils, that's nothing for a Christian to partake in. 
And we don't say that to be mean. We don't say that to be harsh. But the Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So you got to get that years. knowledge. Listen, yes, hold sir. Hold on there. 25 years devil worshiping, right? Yes, sir. I never, you never, I was a devil worshiper, high rank devil worship, marks here, marks in my back and everything. I never, 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 you hear sickness, say, I can't wait for Good Friday to go mm. to church and celebrate mm. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Never. You would have, if I would have crossed the line and would have went to church on a Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, the devil would have killed me because I disrespected him. Because we never, you never see a sickness person saying, I can't wait to Good Friday so I can celebrate you. But you wait for October 31st Ooh. to celebrate Ooh. the devil. You see that? And one of the big Man. things that he said that I want you to think about, I'm going to let Pastor Yala jump in here. Legal access. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When Adam ate the fruit, that gave the enemy legal access. Yeah. Sometimes it's your decisions. Your cross. It's like if you go and you break into somebody's house. In some states, they have the legal access to shoot you. So when you're playing around in the devil's house, he has legal access to mess with you. Listen, friends, you and I both know that this war is not flesh and blood. And many people are looking at it in a natural perspective, guys. It's a spiritual war. Ephesians chapter 6 tells you that you are in a war. And here's the deal. John 6, 6, 6 says, And from that time, many of the disciples were offended, and they followed him no more. Some of you were offended by the message you just heard. Some of you were offended over a little costume. Why would you be offended over something that's going to plant demonic seeds in you and destroy your children and destroy your future? This is no time. Listen, you as a believer should not be celebrating Halloween, dressing up, acting up, faking up, and messing up. You are a born-again, blood-bought, Holy Ghost sanctified believer. Live like it. Walk like it. Declare it and be who God has called you to be. Don't be throwing away your destiny over some clown suit and the enemy laughing at you because you're putting on a clown suit. You need to be clothed. The Bible says if you want to put something on, put on the whole <laughs> armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You need to put on God's armor and take off Satan's armor. So good, hey? Wow. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, Jesus... To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Church, our identity is Jesus and Jesus only. Jesus is our identity, amen. This is what I'd love to do just in closing. The scripture's not going to come up on the screen. I'm going to pray the armor of God over your life. And um, we're going to finish 2023 strong, amen. And we don't taper down towards the end of the year. I actually, I just said to myself uh, this week, why does the, the year have to stop? Like, what, is it, what does it have to feel like you stop a year and you start a year? I just want to keep going. I'm just like, you know, I want to rev it up right now. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, holidays and that are coming. Let's finish the year strong in our faith and our identity. If you'd like to close your eyes, I'm just going to read Ephesians 6, 11 to 17 over you. It says this, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. It's no joke. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. Will we withstand a church? Yes. The evil day in having done all, we will stand. 
Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of feet. In other words, everywhere we go, we take peace through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit of God, which is the Word of God. It's the Bible. Amen. Church, our identity is in Jesus Christ. This Halloween, would we as a church clothe ourselves with the armor of God to renounce the devil and his ways and all of darkness and armor ourselves with God and his word. Amen. You receive that today.